The scripture reading for today is 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 3-12. to 12. We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Therefore, we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith in all your persecutions and in the afflictions that you are enduring. This is evidence of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you are also suffering, since indeed God considers it just to repay with affliction those who afflict you, and to grant relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction, away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. When he comes on that day to be glorified in his saints and to be marveled at among all who have believed, because our testimony to you was believed. To this end, we always pray for you, that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power, so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, New Hope family. Uh, grace and peace upon uh, your household as you are worshiping online. And those of you who are here for the praise team uh, and servant leaders, uh, thank you for uh, serving and being faithful uh, for God's call. Uh, you may be seated. So starting from today, uh, we are having a virtual-only service, and we miss you uh, very much. But however, in the city of Toronto and Mississauga, uh, things are getting uh, worse with the spread of COVID-19, and that we want to be uh, responsible, but also uh, follow the regulation and guideline of health department. So we are gathering uh, through online. But I hope and pray that God will strengthen your family and your individual faith, but also your relationship with one another through our Lord Jesus Christ. So today, we are covering faith in uncertain times uh, through 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 with a title called Knowing the Purpose of Suffering. So knowing the purpose of suffering enables us to overcome suffering. Uh, suffering is difficult. Suffering is hard for anyone to bear. No one wants to go through suffering in this life. But however, uh, why does God allow suffering at times as we go through this journey? Uh, I've been doing visitation to uh, some of our congregation members, and there are some uh, who are going through physical suffering and also financial uh, suffering. I remember about a week ago visiting one of the business. Um, actually, the family took over a new business uh, with much excitement and expectation uh, by the end of February of this year. However, from month of March, uh, the COVID, the situation hit, and they've been going through very, very difficult time. Uh, 
And even now, as we, as they are trying to sell their business, uh, there's no one uh, to take over or buy business. And they were asking this question, why does God allow suffering to our family? We know that everyone is going through a tough time, but just timing of it, it is so hard for us. There are times that as we go through suffering like this, uh, we blame the situation. Sometimes we even resent. Uh, we ask questions to God. God, why? Why us? Why now? There are times that we regret our decision-making in the past and even wonder, are we on the right path? I'm not saying that God purposely brings suffering. Um, but on the other hand, uh, there are times that God may allow for his children to go through suffering as we go through the journey of faith. C.S. Lewis uh, once described the path to hell versus path to heaven. He said, indeed, the safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. But on the other hand, the road to heaven uh, requires tremendous suffering, training, and hardship in Christians' lives. Therefore, as we live out this journey of faith, when we go through suffering, rather than asking, God, is this maybe wrong path or right path, that we need to ask the Lord, Lord, what is the meaning and purpose behind the suffering that we may go through? Prosperity gospel deceives us as saying that if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you have a faith enough, then you will not have these kind of material suffering or physical suffering. But it's, that is a distorted gospel because Jesus already warned his disciples that as you follow me, that you must take up the cross, which involves and includes the suffering as well. So Paul is now really equipping and also explaining his readers and brothers and sisters in Thessalonica about suffering and hardship as they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. The notice that First Thessalonians, he began and he ended with justification, meaning how faith journey began. But when it comes to the second letter, 2 Thessalonians, he talks about how faith journey matures. So in the first letter, he talked about how it began, but also the second time around, he's developing how this faith matures. And this faith matures through hardship, persecution, and suffering in Christians' lives. So today, I would like to share uh, three meanings or purpose of suffering when God allows in our everyday life. First, it is in order to increase the capacity. 
In verse 4, therefore, we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith in all your persecutions and in the afflictions that you are enduring. What Paul is saying is that as we endure and as we go through suffering, such as persecution and hardship in our lives, that God is increasing the capacity of our faith, but also love. Faith and love always grow together. That you cannot choose just one or the other. When we have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we also grow in our loving capacity with the Lord, but also with the one another. If we want to have holistic faith, it must contain both faith and love. You know, sometimes we see uh, those who are still need to grow in their love capacity. But also there are some people who need to grow in their faith capacity. Yes, it is true that the faith was initiated by our Lord Jesus Christ, but God wants to sanctify our faith journey as well. Maybe we have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ just enough to begin our journey with the Lord, our spiritual life. And then when it comes to our everyday life, every decision-making and how we operate in life, there are people who have lack of faith so that we can only do certain things that we can handle on our own human strength and knowledge and experience. We have a hard time relying upon God when it comes to our future, when it comes to our children, when it comes to our finance and even health. Even though we say that we have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, in reality, in everyday life, we still rely upon our own strength and the promise and reality of this world. Therefore, we have a hard time believing in God who is almighty. We have a hard time believing in God who protects, who provides. We have a hard time believing in God who heals and restores and renews our soul. We have a hard time believing in God who brings forgiveness and reconciliation in conflict. Because we cannot trust in God. We cannot surrender in God. We have a hard time growing beyond. So we're talking about capacity of our faith. You see, when we don't have money, God can provide. When we are physically weak, God can heal and restore. But when we don't have faith in God, that's where the problem lies. We notice that Jesus rebukes his disciples, when they did not have faith. When they were lacking in food, Jesus blessed and provided. When they were lacking in money, Jesus blessed and multiplied. When they were need to be healed physically, Jesus blessed and healed. But Jesus said, the disciples, when you don't have faith as you pray, such will not 
take place. Therefore, even in our household, it is very important for household leader, father, or husband to have the faith capacity to lead the family. Life group leaders, as you are leading your life group, it is very important for you to increase your capacity of your faith. Church leaders, we need to also pray before the Lord so that he will increase the capacity of our faith. When we fail to increase our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we just remain in the same place again and again, or sometimes even regress in our faith journey. Life is not about formula. Life is not something about we managing on our own, but life is all about faith. But I'm so encouraged because I heard from our pastoral team that we've been talking about assurance of salvation. And uh, some of the life group leaders, whether it was New Hope or even our Korean ministry, some of the life group leaders have decided and committed, you know what, I am going to make sure that I will hold accountable and ask every single family, every single member of our life group to have assurance of salvation. Make sure that they have a one-on-one relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, that is a capacity of faith. Rather than it's all about me and how I grow and how I do well in my relationship with God, as we increase the faith capacity, we begin to pray for one another. We begin to pray for our family. We begin to pray for our church. We begin to pray for our city. We begin to pray for our community so that we increase our faith capacity. Paul does not end there with increasing faith capacity, but he goes on about loving capacity. You know, there are times that, you know, certain members or some of the brothers and sisters have a very strong conviction. Deep faith. And yet, not being able to love those who are different. Not being able to forgive or embrace those who disagree. It is a type of faith that is a self-centered, deep self-conviction, but cannot go beyond loving, understanding, forgiving other people. So how do we measure this love capacity when we cannot embrace or think beyond ourselves so that it becomes all about us and sometimes when we are having this like hurt or wounds even in our past many times we see everything through our own lenses of our hurt and damage so that it is all about defending myself or defending our own family and fail to see other people who are also going through difficulties or hurt. There are people who have a fragile personality or self-centered personality, cannot see beyond themselves. Maybe in this season of COVID, maybe some of our families or some of our members, it is all, all about you know, protecting our own immediate family 
or protecting our own security so that we fail to see those who are hurting outside. When we cannot be forgiven or restored or even restored of our own brokenness, we cannot love other people properly. But there are times that God allows suffering or even conflicts in those relationships and turmoil to reveal how fragile and how self-centered we are. So that through there, the Holy Spirit brings revelation and understanding. And as we understand, we see how little the capacity that we're able to love one another. We fail to love other people. We fail to forgive other people. We fail to see from other people's perspective. But through suffering and hardship, God breaks us. When we cannot contain other people, it is hard for us to stretch our own capacity on our own, but yet God breaks so that we begin to embrace and we begin to love other people. So, brothers and sisters, maybe God is increasing capacity of your faith right now. Or maybe God is increasing or stretching or breaking your capacity to love beyond yourselves, your own understanding, your own capacity. The John of the cross said, if we do not know the suffering of Christ, there is no way of knowing the truth of life. If we do not understand suffering of Christ, we do not understand who God is. Therefore, we do not understand what faith is, and we do not understand what love is all about. So please remember one of the purpose and meaning behind that God allows a suffering in our lives is to increase our capacity of faith and love. Number two, in order to shape us to be worthy. What does it mean? Verse 5 elaborates more. This is evidence of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you are also suffering. The truth of the gospel is that, you know what, we are never qualified enough to become children of God. You know what? God calls by his grace and then he sanctifies us so that we become more like worthy of the children of God. Even as a leaders, even as a father, even as a mother, it's never like we qualify, but God calls us first and then works in us in order to be qualified. So God is shaping us to be worthy children of God, worthy disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. So God is shaping you right now. The problem is we know the truth, but the suffering threatens our security. Suffering violates our comfort zone, so we don't like it. Because we want security, we want comfortable life. And that is our human response, isn't it? But in order for anyone to become true soldier, he or she needs to go through suffering. 
If you want to be a really good firefighter or police officer, you need to go through suffering, training, hardship to endure, to overcome. If you want to be a professional athlete, you need to go through training and suffering. And that is the case for true disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Unless we go through the suffering of Jesus Christ, we cannot become true disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we must go through suffering in order to be shaped, to be worthy. But the question is, for what purpose are we going through suffering? Why we are going through suffering? There are times that we go through suffering because we sin against God. We violate the heart and the very biblical truth and principle of Jesus Christ. There are times that we suffer because of our own greed, our sin, our fleshly desire that we go through suffering. Yes, there are times that we make wrong decisions out of our own greed. Without prayer, we jump into certain opportunity, man-made, and we regret. There are times because we couldn't control our character. We lash out with anger, abuse, we violate certain things, so we may go through suffering. You know, those of you who may have a bad temper and just quit and walk away from your own company, and you may suffer not being able to find a job for a while. And those kind of suffering may not be you know, something that is related to the kingdom of God. But even if we go through such suffering, God wants to use those in order to prune us and shape us to be worthy children of God. So what is God shaping in you right now? In what areas is God shaping? I was reading one of the commentaries and found very interesting about uh, this gold ore. It's about filtering our impurity. And I learned that if you contain only two grams of gold in one ton of ore, it is considered as a gold ore. If you contain only two grams out of one ton, so if you flip and look at it from opposite perspective, it means it has 999,998 grams of impure stuff. But in order to filter all those impurity, the miners need to put the ore into blast furnace fire that is over 6,000 degree of Celsius and thrown into the fire and then the ore, the gold ore purifies and you get the two gram of gold out of entire ore. Isn't it true, brothers and sisters? Yes, you and I, we are saved by grace and we are the children of God. We have goodness in us 
But sometimes, even when I look at my soul, like 99% of impure stuff, we're fallen sinners. And still, there are so many impurities in our lives, in our thought, in our heart, in our emotion. In our everyday life, that God is putting into this fire of furnace, in order to filter out impurities out of us, to make it pure, to see gold coming out. It is hard. That's why we ask the question: God, how could you do this to me? How could you do this to our business? But perhaps God is saying, oh, there are still impurities. Not only increase capacity of our faith and love, that God needs to filter and purifies who we are, so that we can become worthy children of God, just like worthy as gold, worthy as a diamond. Job twenty-three verse ten says, "But He knows the way that I take. When He has tried, I shall come out as gold." So, brothers and sisters, as you are going through suffering. Have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that you will come out as gold if you are able to remain in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because not everyone goes through suffering come out as gold. There are so many people go through suffering and they come out hardened. In fact, entire world is going through Corona pandemic. Not everyone will come out as gold, but if we are able to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and abide in the Lord Jesus Christ, I believe, as we go through this year, or even the first half of next year, that we will come out as gold. Your family, I hope and pray that you will come out as gold out of this situation. Dear students, I know that it is hard for you to study online. Not knowing what future holds for you, but I hope and pray that as you go through this, that you will come out as gold. Thirdly, it is in order to give true rest. In verse six and first half of verse seven, it says, "Since indeed God consider it just to repay with affliction those who afflict you." And to grant relief, rest to you who are afflicted as well as to us. You see, people who are disobeying God and harden, and bring affliction and turmoil, hatred. Now, God will deal with them in His own timing, in His own way. But on the other hand, those who are relying upon God and trusting in the Lord, God is saying, "Out of the suffering, I will give you true rest." And this true rest is not contingent upon circumstance; it is never contingent upon situation, because situation and circumstance change all the time. But true rest is contingent upon the word of the Lord and character. Promise of God, which never fluctuates. 
In other words, as we go through uncertain times and situations change constantly, those who are able to find rest in God never being shaken because we find rest and our rest is anchored in the promise and character of Jesus Christ. So we do not rely upon the result of this world because the result of this world is not the result of our life. Who determines, who evaluates the result of our lives? It is not the world, but it is God. When we see God face to face, it's not the score that we earn or achieve as we go through this life journey, but it's about score that God looks at from his standard. And those who trust in God and believe in God and live accordingly, and they are the one because they know that God is the one, the author and perfecter of their faith, they are able to find rest in God. Such rest does not come from the world, but comes from God. And Jesus gives us rest. And only do those who find rest in God are able to also extend the rest to one another. So what is the secret of having such rest, unshakable rest? Paul records the secret behind. It's about believing in the second coming of Christ in today's passage, but also prayer. These two things. So we know that Jesus is coming back but also, meanwhile, as we wait, we overcome through the power of prayer. And since we talked about second coming of Christ last Sunday, today I would like to focus more on the power of prayer. In verse 11 says, To this end we always pray for you, that our God may make you worthy of his calling, may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power. So, brothers and sisters, yes, suffering increases our capacity. Suffering filters our impurities to make us worthy children of God. And yet, as we go through suffering, God also gave us a secret how to overcome. It is through the power of prayer. It is through the power of prayer we have breakthrough of such suffering. What does prayer do? Yes, there are times that prayer answers, like bring healing, bring provision. But most of all, power prayer change our mind, our heart. That's why when we go through relational conflicts and suffering, we have a hard time forgiving. We have resentment. It's like a cancer spreading out every aspect of relationship. So we may dislike the person. But you know what? There are so many times I have experienced when I pray, even those who have hurt me, when I pray, 
God release his mercy, compassion, and understanding beyond my own self-centeredness, beyond my own hurt. There are times you may go through this anger. You know, how could that person do this to me? But when you pray for that person, God begins to give you mercy, compassion, capacity. You know, someone describes suffering as a deep ocean or long, dark tunnel. As we are swimming through the deep ocean or going through long tunnel, we cannot find the answer or solution right away. But one thing that is clear is that as we remain in the Lord through prayer, in God's timing, God gives us understanding and answer. And that's what Joseph experienced. He went through suffering after suffering. He wanted to keep his integrity, but he was betrayed by his brothers. He was sold, but rather than being resentful to God, he was faithful. And he wanted to keep his sexual purity and integrity out of his loyalty to his own boss. And yet he was thrown into prison. He was still not regretting, but helping out people around him, other inmates, and yet all he received was false promise, suffering after suffering. You know, when you're in prison, when you're going through a tunnel, when you're in deep ocean, you don't get the answer right away. But as you pray, God gives us strength to endure until you get the answer. When we pray, God turns the time of darkness into joy, gratitude. And that is the miraculous power of prayer. I know that there are congregation members who are suffering through relational conflicts. I would like to encourage you to pray before the Lord. I know that there are certain individuals going through suffering due to financial situation or uncertainties in your future, therefore you are so anxious. I hope and pray that you will be able to come before the Lord on your knees rather than be more anxious and try to do everything on your own efforts. Kneel down before the Lord and say, God, I need breakthrough. I need your help. Lord, I need your grace. There are certain individuals who are going through physical illness. You know, I've been uh, doing online uh, FaceTime or even uh, Kakao Talk, the face or Zoom visitation. One of our old congregation members of New Hope, and I have known that person for a long, long time. And this person wanted to have a you know, Zoom visitation and counseling with me. I was not able to see this person entire pandemic, so I wanted to kind of catch up and see what was going on. 
And this person uh, shared with me about a month ago, he got diagnosed with a fourth stage of cancer. So this person was moving alone, but then, you know, uh, just uh, clear everything and then move into parents' house. But this person was sharing with me how through prayer came to a place of peace. We'll be going through the chemo starting from tomorrow, but the fact that somehow the deep peace that God was giving. Brothers and sisters, and that is a power of prayer. Because as we go through financial crisis or physical illness, if we're able to come before the Lord in prayer, God somehow gives us overwhelming grace, extra measure of grace, so that we are able to somehow endure not our own strength, but the strength of the Holy Spirit. That's why God is reminding us through Paul's letter as we go through suffering. Yes, we know the answer. God wants us to grow. God wants to stretch us. God wants to uh, purify us. We know the answer, but in reality, it is hard. It is hard for us to endure, but God has given us privilege and power and channel through prayer so that through prayer, every day we receive extra measure of grace. Brothers and sisters, maybe it is time for us to pray. Maybe this is a season that God is pruning and deepening our relationship with God even more. I know that many of our congregation members who are doing okay, you know, even through a pandemic, you know, doing okay, but realize that how fragile our lives are. That we cannot, relying upon this world, even with all this latest technology and science and medicine, our human life in a bigger scheme It is fragile and weak. Brothers and sisters, let me wrap up today's message. At times, we don't know how suffering may end. We may not know the outcome. But as we go through right now, it is dark, it is deep. But through prayer, that God can turn into joy and thanksgiving. Let us desire more of the Holy Spirit reigning our thought and our hearts. I know that many of our congregation members and families are going through suffering, whether it's emotional, mental, physical, financial, relational comfort, and suffering. But may we pray before the Lord, but also understand the way that God is stretching increasing our capacity, and shaping us to be worthy so that we will be able to find true rest in God. Let us not waste suffering. Let's pray together. Brothers and sisters, let's pray accordingly of today's message. 
What are certain areas that God is stretching you right now? What are some of the areas that God is increasing capacity? Maybe it is your faith capacity. Yes, you believe God, but not enough to trust your future. Not enough to trust your children. Not enough to trust your finance. Maybe that's why God is increasing your faith capacity in this season. Maybe God is increasing your love capacity. Maybe you had a hard time loving beyond. Maybe you are so focusing on your own self-hurt in the past. Is there anyone that is so difficult for you to love? Is there anyone in your life so different that you don't understand? Is God stretching and increasing capacity to love that person? Can we pray for those individuals right now? Secondly, let's also pray. Maybe God is filtering impure areas of our thought or lives in order to make us the goal that God desires to see in us. Let's pray before the Lord. Lord, yes, there are so many things that as you are filtering out, Lord, that I want to shine as your children and come out as gold, come out as strong and pure in your eyes. So let's spend some time in prayer right now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, many of us, we know the purpose behind or the meaning behind why at times you allow. And yet, Lord, it is hard. But thank you, the way that we can approach you when it's hard. And through prayer, that we can hear your voice, we can be comforted, we can be strengthened. that you transform our heart and thought to see the things not from our own ways, but through your ways. So Lord, I pray for those who are going through suffering in various ways. May, may they find true rest in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.